Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. I want to start. I want to start sharing with the guys that are here live. Recording in progress. Huh? Perfect. I want to start sharing. The guys that are here will very much relate to the situation that we're in. This tish above right here. To the people that were that are zooming in, I'd like to try to describe the situation. And there are two there are two thoughts that that I've been having today and experiencing today amidst other thoughts. But I want to share two thoughts with everybody here. We've gathered. We're here sitting in Lake George, and many many friends have come together. Guys, we haven't seen for weeks. Guys we haven't seen for months and even some years have gathered together to be together for Tishabov. And Shui, there, there are two thoughts that I'm asking myself in this gathering the last since last night, this morning, till now, two thoughts that I want to share with you about these two thoughts. I want to ask that Mitzad Echad, the Allah of Tishabab, is going to let it greet each other. So I saw guys very painful. I passed by guys, I'm not saying their names. I could say guys who are here, but that would be a trick reading. I don't want to greet you. We're keeping the Allah. I could say this guy came and it was hard. I couldn't greet him. I'm tricking and I'm really, that's a way of greeting him. I don't want to do it. I promise you it's difficult. They're guys I haven't seen for weeks, for a week, for weeks, for months. People I feel a tremendous yedidus, a closeness to. Maybe I'm weird if I don't see it. We don't see each other over it for a Shabbos. A guy comes back Sunday. I'm excited to see him. I'm very into organics. I give him a hug. I don't know. I haven't seen him in a few days. I'm excited. I like in this world you express what you... We're allowed to bring Lemaisa what's here. And you give the guy a hug and you're excited to see him. Comes this, comes this Teshavav. And you, we're passing by. We're, we keep halacha. We keep the Torah. It's almost like... We, should I nod? Like, like give him a grab his arm like to say, to say I notice him? We're keeping the halacha. There were guys I passed by. A Ben Mamish who I'm excited to see, and he won't be here, might say Teshavav. I pass by, and we just pass each other by. And I'm asking myself, so what? I'm telling you, Islam, a difficulty, we're all fasting, we're all, we're all experiencing, we're hungry, so I'm telling you my quirky difficulty. I'm not saying, I want to ask the following question, Shui. I want to know, are we wrong to get together? So maybe it became a Waterbury Chag, Incredible numbers, guys. There, there were people I hadn't seen in two years. It became a time we've gathered together. So maybe we're wrong. Like, and by the way, I enjoy being with them, and yet I can't greet them. So we like breaking. Maybe we shouldn't get to. Is the halacha telling me that's what I'm asking you? Is the halacha telling me that we shouldn't be together? That's what I'm asking you. Is the Allah saying don't greet him, so don't be together? Is the Allah saying don't take comfort with each? We're not greeting each other. So maybe we shouldn't, but yet, yet I think we're right. And I don't, I clearly, we're together. So clearly that we hold that we should be together. And we'll be together again, we should be. So what is this? We're together and yet we're not, we're not greeting each other. I ask another question. It's the same question. I'm just going to ask in a different way. Today is a day of kivoy, of hope. A day of longing. A day where we're in touch with void. We're in touch with something we don't have, and we, something we're shy to and want. And I ask, we're together. I feel, I was talking to Rev Teitelbaum, asked me, after the kinnis, when the whole chevra, arm in arm, Singing, 
I felt connection. I felt Beis Hamikdash. I felt feelings of Mikdash, of connection, of purpose. Everything we're craving: purpose, connection, belonging to. I felt the sense. What is this? What's Beis Hamikdash? What are we missing, Chaver? What are we missing? It's much the building that was destroyed. That's Eitz of Avanim. What are we missing? The Mikdash meant that a soul, you and I, could be comfortable here. We could be at home. That's Ka'ula. We could live here with a sense of purpose, a sense of connection. On this earth, a soul can come here. And all of our activities in this world can revolve around the Mikdash. Could be, we could be shayach to godliness and live in existence of connection, relationship. Everything we crave can be actualized in this world. That's the world of Geula. So I ask you being together where it felt. It felt Geuladik. I feel excited. I feel. I started Tisha B'Av. Rebezi like called me out. I feel good to be around the Chevra. I'm looking around. I appreciate being around the guys. So one second. We have to next year. I say no coming. I have to tell the Chevra don't come. Should we, aren't we supposed to feel void? And on Tisha B'Av we gathered together and we would be that we didn't greet each other so we had epis of void but we gathered together we looked at we saw each other we were allowed to put our eyes on each other we didn't acknowledge what the feeling was inside we didn't give the hug that was really feeling inside but we were together but I want to say Rabbi say very very simply and truthfully and I was able to experience at this Teshuvah is we only can hope and only have a kivui to that which we're shayach to. If we taste, it's like, you can't ask somebody what you never experienced to hope for, for one. Do we even know what it is? If you don't know what it is and you never tasted it and you have no shaykhs to it, so what does it mean to hope and yearn for what? I don't know. Is there such a thing that I have a craving? I just can't place it. I can't get the source of it. I don't even believe you'd crave something you never tasted. I don't think it'd be shaykh. I, I just have no, no shaykhs to it. Rev Teitelbaum said the Chazal, if you have 100, you want 200. If you have 200, you want 400. So he asked, why don't you want right away to a million? Because you have no shaykhs to it. If you have 100, so you're close to 200, you can want 200. If you have 200, you want 400. What you're shayach to, you can have a kivu, you can have a want. I like this, give me some more of this. I've tasted something, I'm into this, I want more of it. I want to say that to have it, it's, we're together so we taste something. This is cool, it's not different. The sense of people unified, the sense of neshamas coming together, this, this, this that we have, a chapura of unity, of respect for each other, encouraging each other, giving to each other, sharing, growing together, each one cheering on the successes, that's the gula, we know what it is. It's not something mythical, mystical, it's something we've tasted and lived, a clarity, a sense of purpose, a sense of living with mission, a sense that all the parts of our lives have a purpose and a place. All of that, we taste and know what it is. We experience it. Now, to those that experience, we have friends, our friends are coming, and it's so here, but I'm not saying shalom. I feel it, but, it's, but, but I want more of it. I feel it and experience, I want more of it. I want to speak together this afternoon. What I want to say this afternoon is as follows. In our own lives, we certainly could be more plugged in. Even when we could be at all times in our own self where we go. When we're together, we have it. We always have it. When we're alone, when we're distant, when we're traveling, when we're going to build our own homes, do we feel that connection to Hashem, that connection to other Yidden? 
Do we have all the loves, Abbas Hashem, Abbas Are all our parts connected to something? So we have it, we taste it, we know what it is. And I'm happy on Tishbav. I'm happy to feel it on a day of craving. I'm happy to access it because I can want it more. I can want it at more times. In the moments I'm feeling it, I could have a kivli for it more. But I want to talk to everybody who's on the Zoom. If you've come together to a shared Tishbav afternoon, you know what it means to belong, to be connected, to be part of something. Anybody who's sitting in this room knows what it means to feel love in a room, to feel people who like each other, who are not even greeting, but we know when it's in each other's hearts, we know it. So you know what that feels like. And certainly we're capable of having it more in our own lives for sure. But I want to ask the Chavra something different. I want to ask us that on this day, and, and we have our own kivoy, our own longings, I want to ask, pull in the next person. Pull in the person that's not here. Pull in the person that doesn't. Pull in this kivoy is for a world that is supposed to be for all Am Yisrael. I think about our Chabur in the room, the sense of belonging. The sensing I have a place here, the sensing I count, the world of Geulahs that every single Yid has that always. They matter, they count, they have a place. There's a line in Avais, it says, El Mole Malchus, without a king, Ishes Reyeyim Chayim Balu, people beat each other up. I want to tell you the it's true, but today is a day of depth. We're going deeper today. As of Joey was, gave us a lot of depth. We're going deeper today. The simple pshat without a king, people beat themselves up. Is you have anarchy, you have chaos. If there's no government, if there's no government and no firm government, I was driving, I, I was my wife and I was to go to South Africa. Beautiful country. I'm talking about the Yedin. Beautiful Yedin. Sincere. Mivakshe Hashem. Beautiful city. We were driving at the Jew. You drive in the community. It's wonderful. We were driving other places. It's very, very schwer, the roads. And the tour guide was telling us that there's not so much Malchus. is not so organized. The country. And Ishes Reyeyim Chayim Bolu, their drivers, very aggressive, dominant. People do what they want. It's very, very scary, the roads. Could get very scary. It could be dangerous. Because Ilmoli Malchus, if there's not a king running things, policing things, people beat, the, beat each other up. So people overrun and they run each other over. And you need simply a government, a kingdom, to allow, you need a kingdom to allow each person to put them in line. You don't steal his stuff. You don't bang into his car. You don't drive this way. And everybody keeps things safe and organized. That's the external pshat. But there's a much more panemiastic pshat that's true. It's much, it's much deeper and true as to the role of Malchus. This is the role of a melech. Much, much deeper then a king just, that's police, that's one aspect of a country, policing. But there's a much deeper Indian of a melech. The goal of a melech is that every Eved counts. Every person in the country has a standing. The goal of the melech is not just to make sure you don't rob from each other. It's not just to make sure we don't crash cars and drive recklessly. The goal of a melech is the Melech insists and ensures that every one of his constituents, everyone who lives in his kingdom, there's a Shalom, that's the job of a Melech. In a healthy kingdom, he creates a place and a space for every single person in the Malchus. That's what it means, a Mali Malchus, people overrun each other, nobody feels a space. I, I have noticed in my life, You'll go, to, you'll go to, I'll say yeshiva, I'm going to say it straight. I have seen where kids bully each other, beat each other up. I don't blame the kids. I blame the malchus. Who's running the show here? It's natural when nobody is giving each person a standing and a place. 
Kids beat each other up. I have to knock you to get any place. I have to put you down, stoltz you out to be the top, to be the Mitsuyan, to be the big gun. I got to put you down and you down and you down when there's no Malchus. When there's no Malchus, so then each person feels the need to stand out, to make a name, to make a space, puts down the other one. You know what the job of, of, of any head of a yeshiva, of any head of a camp, of an institution, of a community, is each person in a community, in a community, you know what the job of a rav is? If people in the shul bicker and fight, try to put each other down, they clearly are not being given a chashivus that you count, that you're important, that you have a place. The role of Malchus, the role of Malchus Shemaim, the role of all Malchus is in, in because of the king, in the king's achrayis, what the king brings out is each person has a clear space and importance and a job and a tafkid. That's the goal of a, health, a healthy Malchus. In such an environment, why would he put him down? He counts, he counts, he counts. Why would anybody beat each other up? You have a, such a stark, good place. It's interesting. One of the one of the one of the kinyane atayra. One of the memches kinyane atayra is makiras mekayme to recognize your place. So, people think it means like don't go out of your place, young man. Know your place. Like don't talk out of place. Is this your place? You know, a youngster criticizes his parents. They know your place, kid. Who asked you to speak up now? Makiris Mekaimai, before you could tell somebody know your place, which means don't talk out of place, don't do, don't, don't, don't. The first thing you have to have is that you have a place. You can't be Makiris Mekaimai if you don't have a place. Makiris Mekaimai is an essential ingredient to a life of Torah to a life of service of Hashem is the knowledge and awareness I have a place. Every single year in, in Malchus Shemayim, the reality of Malchus Shemayim, and I want to describe Geula, I want to describe Beis HaMikdash, and you'll relate to it in a healthy Chabura. Malchus Shemayim, when it's at its peak, when there's Geula, every single person is a piece of Malchus Shemayim, an essential piece in this beautiful picture. What you bring, you, you, each of us, what we bring, each of us are in our own journeys, from our own stations, from our own set of circumstances, from our own habits, from our own history, from our own quirks and weirdnesses and all our stuff. We all are a piece, a beautiful piece of Kfaid Malchus, of Malchus Shemaim, of the Malchus Hashem. Gu'ula is that world. This is the world of Beis Hamikdash. The Pasuk Chaim and I pound. The Pasuk, when we think about Gu'ula, is Bayne Yerushalayim Hashem. Hashem presently is constructing Yerushalayim. It's on its way. He's building Yerushalayim. Well, how do you define what's Yerushalayim? What is it? What is it? Nidche Yisrael Yechanes. The pushed away yid. You know that person who's ignored, who's run over, who's looked at how good in learning are you? How this are you? How much do you fit in our community? Your shidduch resume is spotty. Nidcha Yisrael Yechanes. Here you're wanted. Here you're welcome. Here you're needed. That's Yushalayim. Yushalayim is a mitzayus. Is Malchus Shemayim at its height? That everybody is necessary. Everybody is important. Nidcha Yisrael Yechanes. Here all are welcome. That is the role of Malchus. We pine and yearn for Malchus Shemayim. For a gilui, for a revelation of Malchus Shemayim. Malchus Shemayim revealed is a world that every single Ebed Hashem, every Ben Hashem, Every child of Hashem matters and is important and is irreplaceable in the mishpacha. Everybody counts. I wanna, I wanna sing for a minute. In our mishpacha, Danny and Yoni Vesel two boys, two brothers, 
who both passed away very, very young. They're buried right next to each other, these two brothers. And Yoni was nifter right on Tishbav, right by Tishbav. We got the news. Yoni was nifter on Tishbav. Chaim was on Tishbav. He was nifter as yard site is today. They were two beautiful, beautiful souls. Beautiful souls. I remember a conversation, a point I had, I'm not usually there in, in the Nurk. By the Nurk, Yoni, Dani, and I sat in Shmuz together. Three souls sat in Shmuz. And I experienced the beauty of their souls, the care of a brother, Yoni, to Dani. Dani's tears, he cried. It was the only time I heard him cry. And I saw the pining of beautiful souls. And to us, they represent, to us, they weren't understood. They weren't understood. They were unique. We didn't understand. I didn't understand them enough. And to me, the call of Yoni and Dani Weiselberg, of these two precious souls, were to pull in more. Pull in more, understand more, respect more, appreciate you, you don't understand. Too much. I want to say, I, I'm, I, if I'm lecturing, I'm sorry. But I want to say too much of chinuch is manipulation. A yeshiva and a school is not meant to manipulate, to get them to be what you want. That's not a school. There's no shaykhs to Yiddishkeit, nothing. That's foreign. That's, 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 that's nothing. It's not manipulation a world to get people to be like you, to get them to look like you, to get them to be a certain thing you picture. That's garnish. I don't know what that is. I, I, don't, know, I don't know where to frame that. I'm a soul, you're a soul. To allow, to encourage, to give chiyos, to allow a person to have a beautiful journey to bring the kid to Shemayim that they're going to bring. Not to crush, change, no, respect, pull in. Bainay Yerushalayim Hashem. Yerushalayim is a gorgeous place. Nidche Yisrael Yechanes. There all are welcome. There all are wanted. There all are needed for the beautiful picture of Kveit Shemayim. That's a Mali Malchus A world of trying to crush everybody to compete to be something they're not supposed to be. That's a world without Malchus. We pine, Rabbi say for Malchus Shemayim. For a world where each person's journey, Hashem created this person. There's a Pasuk in Mishlei. With the gra, it's Tisha B'av. We're not we're not supposed to learn. I'm not trying to learn Tyre. I'm trying to learn me and you. And the gra says, the pasuk says, "Nilayz dracha b'zeyu." It's the second words. The first words of the pasuk says, "Haylech biyashra yireyalikim." Somebody who goes in yisher shalai, in their own journey, the yashras shalai, not imitating. That's yirashamayim. That's a world of godliness. The Gra explains when you imitate somebody else, when you try to be what you're not, when you're trying, that's a mivazah, neloiz drachav, you make crooked your way to kapi boizeyu. It's a mivazah Hashem. Hashem made me and Hashem made you. With each bringing out a beautiful opportunity, we look around the room, such... You looked around the room. I saw. I saw Yerushalayim. I saw. I didn't. I wasn't mourning the base Hamikdash from afar. I was seeing it and craving more of it and for more of our nation of it. I saw Yerushalayim. I saw beauty. People respected each one. Saw people come in for a minute, over a little bit last night, for longer, for hours. Each one bringing their own with their own story their own place, their own spaces they're up to, and bringing the Kiddush Shemayim of their lives where they're up to. It's such a beautiful scene. It's so nice. Two people holding hands. One looks a certain way, one a different way, a third. Each one with, in a panemistic way bringing about such beautiful, such dignity, such Kiddush Shemayim in their own struggle and battle and growth. And each one counts and is important. Somebody who goes A world of Yerushalayim is a world where there's space and encouragement and the allowance for each person to be as they are, beautiful, encouraging on their journey. Not asked to look a certain way, not asked to break, to bend, to 
accepted and appreciated and celebrated. They are necessary. They are important. We all are. That's the world of Yerushalayim. And I ask anybody who's tasted, I'm happy that we have felt a good feeling today. Because then we're shy to it. So I'm asking, let's extend it. As much of our nation is not here, let's extend it. Let's give a space. Let's pull in that brother of ours, that sister of ours, that cousin of ours. Let's pull in. Let's, let's encourage. Let's notice. Let's lift up. It's interesting to me. The oldest kinna we read today, the kinna I quote the most important, it's the oldest. The oldest kinna we read today was from Yirmiyah Navi himself. I expressed during the kinnis, Yermia's job, so interesting, Simcha. Yermia had a unique mission that his mission changed so. Yermia, the Nabi Mitzad Echad, for 40 years was rebuking Klaus, was giving Musr. 40 years he rebuked Klaus, and we didn't listen to him. He was chucked in jail. He was made fun of. He literally was thrown in jail. Echad, three of the five Parakim, were written in jail. One, two, and four, written in jail. He sent it through his Talmud, Baruch ben Araya. But he wrote it sitting in jail, chucked into jail for being rejected, the Navi. Forty years, the Navi was giving us Teichacham. Then after 40 years, the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed, the first Beis HaMikdash, and the Navi's job changed. He started encouraging the broken people. We were broken, we were beaten, we were bruised. He started healing a broken people, hugging and, and giving chiyus. So I asked such a strange change of jobs, such a strange change to go from a person asked to give chizuk and encouragement to go to a place, to go from giving muster to encouragement. It sounds like you need a new man for that. The first man who's giving muster Bishas, we still had that beautiful matzah of Beis Hamikdash, and he's giving Musser, begging Klal Yisrael to lean in to that which we have accessible. And then the Chorban happens, and we're a broken people. Our bodies are broken away from home. He walked with us to Gullus. He walked with us to Gullus, Yemya, and went person to person, group to group. Giving chizuk, encouraging Yidin who were broken, who were quitting, who were giving up. And I just want to say that it's the exact same job. His job didn't change at all. The Teichacha, the Musri gave, came from seeing the greatness that was in each Yid. He saw, and he saw not what they could be, but what they are. And was trying to help the person access who they are. That was the Teichacha. And the comforting he did after is was still the same person circumstances, difficult circumstances, but the comforting itself, the same shayrish of the Teichacha was the shayrish of the comforting, that Yermia went around. Yermia wrote only one kinna. We have one lament, we said he wrote Eicha, and we have one lament, the kinna that he wrote on Yeshio, King Yeshio. And Yeshio was a king who started out, his grandfather was a chayte amachte, he was Menasha, a sinner who caused Yedin to sin. His father, who ruled for two years, sinned as well. And he started his reign, he was a youngster. And eight years into his reign, he was a teenager, he did tshuva. King Yeshio did tshuva, he found Hashem. Found Hashem. And he created a massive tshuva movement in Klai Yisrael. He was a powerful, beautiful leader. And he was determined, he had, the, he had a rallying cry, Aleinu Lahakim. It's on us to uphold, to bring up, to lift our nation. And in a massive, beautiful movement, he brought Klaisal to tremendous tshuva. He, we said this, we, we read this story this morning, we, we read that Kenneth Kenna Yud Aleph, and we spoke about that Yeshio felt that Klaisal was on a tremendous madrega. And he was right, Klaisal was in a beautiful place. And there was an army, Parai Nechei, there was a lame Parai who wanted to come through Eretz Yisrael. He didn't want to fight us. He wanted to fight the Assyrians and just use Eretz Yisrael as a corridor to pass through. And the Navi, and the Navi told Yeshiyahu, let him go, let him come through. And Yeshiyahu felt for our dignity to pasuk le'saver cherev ba'artzachem. 
a sword shall not pass through Eretz Yisrael. When Klal Yisrael is doing what we're supposed to, it's a place of shalom, a place where everybody counts and matters. So it can't be that any destruction would even come, even collaterally through Eretz Yisrael, even Derech Agav. So he felt that we're on such a madrega that there'd be a kim of that pasuk in Vayikra that a sword wouldn't pass through Eretz Yisrael. And Yeshio felt that Klal Yisrael was that righteous. And he told the Parei Nechei, the lame Parei, sorry buddy, you can't come through our land. No wars are happening. It wasn't even to fight us. It was just to pass through, to fight another country. He said, no, no sword is coming through Yerushalayim to Eretz Yisrael. The Navi Yemya begged Yeshio and he said that they're not holding where you, you think they're holding. It says, the, the, what, what, what the, what the Kinna said this morning is people had tricks. They had tricks when the door opened. So there was no Abay Dezara and he was looking around. When the door closed, there was half Abay Dezara on one side of the door, half on the other. So when the door closed, there was a whole Abay Dezara and that's how people tricked Yeshio that there was wrongdoing. It's pretty obvious to me we didn't get better, better policemen, Yeshio. They couldn't figure out a brilliant guyness. They have half of a desert. No, the, the cops couldn't think to look. Avadet means that behind the closed doors in places you can't see, it didn't go to their shalom. They were very from in shul. And there were people that from on the gas. But behind them, when the doors closed, Half the Abay Dezaru was on one side of the door and half the... When the door closed, there was full Abay Dezaru. Toich, toich, toich. There were Yidden who were cruel to their wives, who were impatient with their children, who didn't respect their parents behind the closed doors and the bias. There still remained imperfections deep, deep in the houses. And there was, there was an imperfection in Klal Yisrael that existed in Klal Yisrael. It's interesting to me that the one kinna of Yermia, the only kinna of Yermia, is about a melech, Yisrael, and there was tremendous building up, but there was places it didn't extend to. And what's interesting to me is that's a lot of the story of Golos. We have a lot, we have a lot, we're carrying a lot, but make sure it extends to that place also. Yeshio somehow settled, somehow, it didn't extend to every place. There was a place that Kfayt Shemayim didn't reach. And our task and our task and our job, we know what ghoul is. We know what, what it means to connect. We know what it, we, we've tasted it. We've tasted it. Is to share it and make sure it spreads to more places. I would like to sing with the Chevra. On this our hearts are sad on the souls that are pushed away, on the souls that are not given their space, on that there's tremendous sadness. I like to cry together on those souls, but I don't want to just cry. I don't want to just moan about it, we're singing about it, but I want to do something about it. We discussed Reb Levi Yitzchak Bardechev at the end of the whole day, we got off the floor and we sang Aleitzion. Aleitzion, it's very, very interesting. Many have observed this, that the tune is not so sad. It's the saddest words. If you read Aleitzion, the words are heart-wrenching. They're as sad as the, any, all the kinnis were saying, and yet we get up, and the song is not so sad. I'm not a bucky in music, but it doesn't sound like a very it sounds hopeful, hopeful to happy. I would say hopeful to happy. I would not put that as sad. If, hearing music, somebody could argue. I mean, can't say this as a fact. It doesn't sound very weird. Col, almost call Yisrael. Does everybody, did anybody not have the minute to sing that tune? Everybody sings call Yisrael. It's a pretty hat, almost hat. It's at least a hopeful tune. It's the same sad words with a hopeful tune. He said that in that song we say, We compare our longing and our sadness and our voids to an Isha who's having pangs of labor. 
Ask the Bardichva what a weird sushtel. We're talking about the pain of Kleisrael, broken families, disconnected fathers. We're talking about Shvera Galus, people who are disconnected to Tata brothers. We're talking about deep pains, deep voids. And we say, you know what the pain is like? A lady who's giving birth. Birth pains, that's, that's, I know it's hard, I know it's painful. I know it's so difficult, but from birth, a child's about to be born, said Rev. Levi Yitzchak, the very pains a lady experiences at childbirth help her give birth to the child. Their whole theories had to, had to work the pain to help produce the child. Says Rev. Levi Yitzchak Bardechev, every bit of pain we experience on Tishavav is to give birth to a child, is to cause Yeshua's is to bring about from that place of feeling void, from that place of feeling something, it's to bring about Yeshua's from that place. One of the, one of the greats who I have a tremendous kisufim for, I have a tremendous love and appreciation for the Kleisenberger Rebbe. Beautiful person. After the Holocaust, the Kleisenberger Rebbe built a hospital. You can go in there. It's one of the best hospitals in the world, surely. It's called Liniato Hospital. I advise anybody, go into the hospital, walk in there. The Liniato Hospital. Beautiful hospital. They treat everybody, yid and guy alike. Person comes and you treat it like a million bucks. Where's the love born from? Where does the Lineado Hospital, a place of love and care and unity and respect to a human being, every human being, where does it, what, what created the Kleisenberger Rebbe built it? He was shot. The man had a bullet in his arm. He was bleeding. He lost. He was, family was killed, the Kleisenberger Rebbe. His wife and children. The man's arm, he was a bullet in his arm. And he said to Hashem, he said, I'm feeling pain. People are going to be healed. I'm going to make a hospital. When I get out of here, he swore at that moment. I will make a hospital. People will be healed from my pain. I'm, there's a Lineato hospital exists because the Kleisenberger Rebbe had a bullet that was lodged in his arm. And he said, human beings are shlugah, hitting each other. Love is going to come out of this. I feel what it means, how low, how not right, how wrong. This isn't right. Human beings to fight each other, to hurt each other. I feel that void. Love is going to come out of here. All for the boss. Rabbi Yaakov Yosef Herman was known as the Machnes Eirich, the host of America. This beautiful tzaddik would host people, host many, many guests, and he hosted all different people at bad odors and difficult people, all different types. He had a very, very large open. He was known as the Machnes Eirich of America. You know how he became a Machnes Eirich? He came, he came from Europe. His family had gone back. They didn't have enough money. Somehow he was left here. He was left by a cousin at the age of 13 or 14. I don't remember exactly. He was left by a cousin. I don't know the story. There's something meshugged. The cousins threw him out of the head. I don't, I don't want to be mighty lies. He ended up on the streets. The man was in a park bench for Shabbos Kodesh. He was 13 or 14 years old, alone in the world. His parents were a continent away, no access to him, he to them. The man slept the kid on a park. He was in a park. He was in a park. And he slept in the park for Shabbos Kaidish alone, knowing no one having been kicked out of a home or left or who knows why. The man slept on a park bench alone. And he swore, he made a promise that Shabbos. He said, I'm going to have a home one day and people are going to have a place to stay in my home. I know what it feels. I know what it feels like. People are going to have a place to stay in my home. People are going to have a place to stay in my home. And he was determined. He was on fire. He became a rich man. The energy that he made money is he needed to make a home that there people are welcome and wanted. He wanted a Yerushalayim. 
He experienced Gullus being thrown out and rejected. He said, I'm going to build a home. Here, people are going to be wanted. And he worked hard. He was determined. He made a lot of money. He was sold leather, became a rich man. And his, his home, people were welcome and wanted and ate and were comfortable in his home because he slept on a park bench. Said Rev. Levi Yitzchak of Ardechev, that the, all the pain and the, 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 the feelings of void is the marshal to a, to a lady who's giving birth. Something's going to come from it. Good's going to come from it. We're going to construct and build. So in crying for the souls that are not understood, we're not just feeling the loss of two brothers, of two precious brothers who aren't understood, but we're, we're, we're determined their souls will have an elevation when we call up and welcome and notice the next soul and give cover to the next soul. Chaim, could you start out there with Chaim? feelings of void and kivoy and yearning that we have that, that it turns into something that we 
that we that were determined it turned in it turns into more people being welcomed it turns into our own our own being more plugged in and connected to the things that we truly are to that that which we truly are i want to say that passing by people on on Tishbev and not saying hello it's wrong it's wrong it feels wrong feels ridiculous and i think that's a good place to be and to walk out of Tishbev we're sensing void so then so then we have to call and greet that person we've been reluctant to greet so then we have to cuz human beings should should greet each other and give to each other and connect to each other so then we have to reach out more i want to i want to close was something we've studied before but I want to I want to end this 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 gathering with this 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 idea that Avram Avinu is in the middle of talking to Hashem he has a conversation with God and in the middle of the conversation he says Hashem excuse me for a minute I have to greet my guests it seems a nairdik chutzpah remarkable chutzpah do you leave Hashem to talk to your guests when I go to a wedding and my tat is there, I'm friendly to guys. I love the guys. But I'm next to my father. My achrayis is kibbutz. So I'm focused on my tata. I was standing next. I try to be focused on my tata. What does that mean? Tata, I'm, I'm busy now. Tata. What does that mean that Avram Avinu says to Hashem, wait a minute. And the pshat, and we'll close with this pshat. The pshat, Rabbi Say is that you can't interrupt talking Hashem to talk to somebody else. It's inappropriate. That's nasty. You don't say Hashem. Wait a minute. No, that's not what's done. You could say Hashem. Do you mind if I hug you? If you're in the middle of talking to a guy, you're just full of such good feelings, and you give him a big hug, it's not a chutzpah. And the only thing closer to talking to Hashem is to be like Hashem. The only thing closer than talking is to hug Hashem. In the physical world, proximity is measured by physical distance. So if you're close, if you hug, you're close. In the spiritual world, closeness is being similar. The place that we're closest to Hashem is when we're like Hashem, is when we're accessing that Tzalem Alikim, the Nishma Hashem that's inside of us. When we access that place that just wants to give and provide and share and care, Avram Avinu says to Hashem, do you mind if I give you a hug? Hashem says, okay, give me, please. And Avram Avinu serves the guests. He welcomes people traveling, people uncomfortable, people distant. So I say to us on a day that we're full of longing and kivui, where we want Beis HaMikdash, we want a world of Mikdash. It's a whole world. It's an entire world. It's a world of things that matter, things that are important. I, in, in such a world where we desire, share with the next person. That's the place we can get. That's the closest place. That's a world of Mikdash. That's a world of Kervis Hashem. That's a world of intimacy, hugging Hashem. In a world where we're welcoming the next person and greeting and bringing in the next person. When I think of a world of Mikdash, I said I'll end with that, but I just want to, that picture. I, I asked Mechila, the mind is rambling today. But I do, the picture of a Shabbos Suda, a beautiful family sitting around the Shabbos table. Every kid counts. Every person, every physical item matters. Rachel, where's my wife? Where did we get that thing that the wine, the, the wine sits on, that beautiful piece? From Menachem's friend, from Manny's friend? Manny's friend bought us this piece, beautiful piece that the wine sits on. I love that. The Shabbos table is beautiful. It's very important. Physical matters. Everybody's dressed nice. Nicely, beautiful, each person. The table set up beautifully. My wife makes dishes on the table. Beautiful. With cheshbin, what's in the dining room? What food's on the counter in the kitchen? It's all holy of holies. Kaidish Kadash. What foods? Sometimes Johnny, a guest, will be there and brings... No, no, no. You know, you bring in the wrong... That's not supposed to be on the table now. That's coming out right after soup. Before the... Each thing is important. The cutlery is set up beautifully. The spoon, 
The, you know, everything matters and is significant, and everything has in a place. And if, you know why? Because the Shabbos table. That's a world. What the Beis Hamikdash is in place. Shabbos is in time. That's a world of Mikdash. Everything's valuable. Good looks are valuable. Wearing nice clothing is valuable. Working out is valuable. Everything matters. Slides are eternally important. That's a world of Beis Hamikdash. That's a Shabbos table. The Shabbos table. For a while, I was very frustrated, Shui. A soda bottle is not classy, and I want my Shabbos table to be perfect. A soda, a can of Coke, but I like Coke. But it looks so ridiculous. Like, it just doesn't fit the table. So I bought these decanters. I, I went out and I bought, I bought, um, not decanters, what do they call it? Like pitchers. A pitcher is classy. So I bought pitchers, ice and pitchers. The problem was that the cider got all got the fizzed. So taste matters also at your Shabbos table. So I stopped doing it. So I'm at a stalemate. If somebody could speak to Kaik for me, that they should have nicer bottles. It's not a Shabbos table bottle. But I haven't figured out a solution. Glass but you have bottles. what? The glass bottle. They have glass. Those sound that sounds dangerous. But okay. Oh, they have tiny glass no, ones. Yeah, but that's not enough for the whole heaven. Why many? But then the table looks littered with glass. I hear, I hear. But I, my point, Hever, is that a Shabbos table, everything counts at a Shabbos table. Everything's beautiful and significant and matters. It's just important, the table, beautiful things matter. I had so much, I was so excited. My wife started covering the kitchen table. It's a table, we don't use it, Shabbos, Kashri, in the dining room. But the kitchen table should look pretty also. So it needs a night. On Shabbos, everything matters. In the world of Shabbos, everything is, is important. That's a world of Mikdash. All people count, all things count. Rabbi say, let's get busy. Let's get busy building Mikdash. Let's live in a world of sincerity, authentic service of Hashem, where all people matter and all the things in our life are significant. We and all of Klal Yisrael should be zeicha. Baini Yushalayim Hashem to the construction of Yushalayim, the construction of Tzion, the construction of the Beis Hamikdash speedily in our days. Schedule, the schedule, it's 5 o'clock now, Chevrat. At 5.30, there'll be a show last year. It'll be in here, Ashi. You have been listening to a shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shearim on many topics, or to hear an Eon shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Mara McClemus on each shear, please visit www.ShasIlluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.